This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey everybody and welcome back to Nerds with Friends. Happy New Year. The first uh, episode of 2019, I it believe. Is. It yep, is, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, Christian Garcia is here. And, Hello. And uh, my name is Cody Leach. Um, and we are joined by our special guest via Skype, Danny Fernandez. How are you? I'm here. Oh I'm doing God. good. I uh, I was just telling them beforehand that my dog is cleaning herself right next to me, so that is a thousand percent not me <laughs> if you hear anything that sounds... Like she is being so sweet because it's actually me licking. Yes, me cleaning things out of my beard. (laughs) I had soup earlier. She's just being nice. I think I post my dog pretty regularly on Instagram, and now it's really funny because people will comment and be like, "I follow you because of your dog." Like that's sweet. Thanks, but okay. I do other stuff. Thanks. Thanks for the compliment. And there's a fence. It is a very Um, cute dog. It is funny. Well, it is funny because people are like, why don't you make her a separate Instagram account? And I'm like, because I want <laughs> yeah, those Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Building a brand here. Like, I'm going to capitalize on the following that she brings me. So, no, I'm. she's not going to get her own. She's going to help feed me her. build her. You give mine. her room and board. Yeah. You're owed something, you know? See? It's a two-way street. Thank you. you know? Food, earn your... shelter, likes. Got to earn your keep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My dog doesn't get any likes yes. on Instagram. You don't put your dog. That's true. I don't put him up there. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, gotta there you go. There's no way a dog true. wouldn't get likes. They would get the most <laughs> likes. <laughs> well, we better uh, start the new year off right. We like to do a little thing called Nerdy Confessions where we confess the things that make us nerds. Christian, would you like to start it off? I'm a little nervous because I don't know. Like I, I, I know I might, have to, I might have to deal with some backlash, but I think I'm ready. Okay. I am digging Orville. And so I know I know a lot of people don't like either a Seth MacFarlane or b the show, but in <laughs> or my, b the show. But in my defense, I haven't watched Star Trek, so I don't know if that gives me like that's why I don't know what I'm missing. But I do enjoy like it's part serious, it's part funny, and I think he does a pretty decent job of marrying yep. the two. Um, but I'm digging it. I'm ready for the backlash that I probably will get later. If people like you're an idiot, um, maybe you're really right. Okay, so okay, yeah. cool. I didn't didn't know even if you were gonna like it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So one one thing I'll say about Orville, um, the Orville is it the or- Orville? I believe or- so. Orville. I can't even say it that many times in a row. Um. But one thing I'll say is that I started watching that along with the newest Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery, and I think that the Orville is more classic star trek than the new star trek that mm. was one of the things i mentioned because it feels kind of 90s ish like yeah. it was like it was dated and i i i feel like maybe it's second season i feel like they're gonna get a little bit more into they barely touched it but i feel like a lot of the comedy is with isaac the robot oh yeah he's great of not understanding human 
yeah. behavior and interaction. And that was the best part of next gen was data. And see, when I've talked to people about it, it's like, that's because you haven't seen this and that. And I'm like, <laughs> but I will say this to people who you know, are going to get on, you know, get mad at me. I want to watch them now because now I want to see like what I've been missing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. you should definitely watch Star Trek. I mean, that's a big gap in I'm, your I'm, nerd knowledge. I know. I know I'm missing <laughs> that in the nerd cred and I'm, and I'm going to watch it. And I know I've been saying that for a while, but I mean it this time. Yeah. Well, here. I personally, I agree because I think um, Star Trek is tackles so many things beautifully. But I also am not. I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, yeah, yeah. you don't have time. It's too much. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just like, whenever people are like, you're not a nerd. Because I'm like, nah, I have proven myself. <laughs> I literally have anime characters tattooed on me. And I get paid to do a nerd show. Yeah. This is my life. Like, So for me, it's kind of like... Uh, I think I agree. I think it would be great to go back and watch Star Trek. But if you don't get to, I I think there's so much stuff constantly coming out. It's almost insane that we're expected yeah, exactly. to consume all of it. Um, so I would say just pick like your favorite things. And I like picking my favorite things and being like the most passionate about those. Um, but I will say that I've also seen a lot of positive positive stuff about Orville on a uh, Twitter. So it does seem like you're not <laughs> yeah. alone in liking it. So Danny, have you ever seen, do you know Star Trek at all or have you just kind of dabbled a little bit in it? Yeah, I would say dabbled a little bit. Um, I didn't grow up watching it and um, my main nerdy things were uh, like Twilight Zone. I'm obsessed with, and I have a huge wall of Twilight oh, nice. Zone art um, which also has a lot of social commentary in a sci-fi fantasy manner. Um, so that's one of my things. And then anime, grew up with anime. Uh, and yeah, but I don't know if I would have time. I just don't. I honestly now I'm like, uh, I'm like writing on shows and I'm, you know, we're, like I'm doing so many things that I'm like, I don't know. People would give me a hard time. Of, like I didn't watch yeah. The Walking Dead. My friend Ross is on The Walking Dead. Like, I talk to Ross all the time. I love him. I I don't think he would blame me if I were like, I just, Ross, I just don't, I don't know if I can squeeze in another hour of television. Yeah, it's already episode. a tight schedule. I don't know. Sometimes it's good to, like, go outside sometimes. <laughs> I would recommend the graphic novel. So I mean, that, That's true. I, I started liking the show, and then I was like, ooh, no. Uh, no, I don't like what they're doing there. But if you do the graphic novels. Yeah. I will say I this is so backwards and weird, but I love the Punisher. I love John Bernthal oh, yes. as the Punisher so much that I went back and watched The Walking Dead. <laughs> you only had to go him. through like what one season, two seasons. <laughs> so, yep, I went through two seasons. I watched two seasons last Christmas. It was after the Punisher had come out. I think it came out like Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, watched that twice. I watched, apparently, I have enough time to watch <laughs> one series twice, though, if I love it enough. Um, and then went back and watched The Walking Dead just to see him yeah, in it because I just loved him so and much. He's excellent. And he kind of – I had not seen him in a bunch of stuff before, I, like background characters once or twice. But he is excellent on oh, his yeah. own. He can carry an entire show very, very easily. I, I really like him. I've seen interviews with him. He's like – he's – like the characters he plays, he's a little bit like that. And you could tell he's trying to change. But he's, yeah. he's, he's a little bit of that tough guy. I, I definitely feel like hanging out with him would make me more of a man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's true. But, <laughs> I feel like it's- but it's funny because I, I think I think he has a lot of commentary on toxic masculinity because he, he's so toxically as an actor, masculine. is very different. 
Well, he's very different than his yes. roles, and I think that he does bring something. So with Frank Castle, he's not one-dimensional. Like, he brought a whole other layer of, like, a, a war vet dealing with PTSD that misses his family that, like, yeah. isn't... You know, he's so in love with his wife that even now that he's a widow, like he doesn't really chase after women. Like he's not, you know, I think he brought a lot of layers to Frank Castle uh, that, you know, aren't always. And I think I think, too, he he, he showed what makes the Punisher an interesting character, you know, where the some of the movies may have failed, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I will say, uh, well, here, my, my narrative confession here is that. I did not read a bunch of the Punisher comics. I've read a few here and there, but I really my gateway to the Punisher was through Captain America comics, and and there was kind of an oh, yeah. interesting uh, you know comparison between the two characters, the Boy Scout and the not Boy Scout. Well, well, uh, I, there's one panel I can't remember what book it was even in, but there was one panel where Captain America's like I don't know he's beating up the Punisher for some reason because. Probably the Punisher killed somebody or something, and um, and when he's holding the Punisher, who's like bleeding out his nose and stuff, he says, I, "You know, I'm just you, born twenty years or thirty years too late." Um, you know, and it's it's mm-hmm. interesting to think about that that you know the way that the World War II veterans were received when they came back from fighting that war compared to the Viet because the Punisher was originally yeah, yeah. Vietnam. Um, compared to those vets when they came back from the war and ha- the reception that they got at home. It's a really interesting, um, you know, character study on what PTSD is and how it can affect these people trying to reacclimate themselves back to society. Right. But yeah, I actually talked about this on, um, on Nerdificent. We have an episode of the Punisher and I said, it was really interesting because Frank Castle should have been a hero because he is mm-hmm. a hero. He served our country. He's a, a war hero, but because his family was taken from him, he wasn't able to continue to be a hero, you know, like Captain America, like in the same way that we regard right. other heroes, he's seen yeah, technically as a villain, but he, he never, yeah, but he never set out to do that. He just is someone that set out to avenge mm-hmm. his family's death. Um, and rightfully so, but it's just interesting that he already did his time. He already served this country and he had that hero status essentially taken away from him, um, by the murder of his family. So we don't ever really remember him that way. I feel like (laughs) Daredevil, like season Um, two, like that's where they did an amazing job of showing like he was a villain, but then you understand like, I get what he's doing and it's like, He's not wrong. Like the guy that uh, the Punisher was about to kill and that Daredevil saved, like he was a piece of shit and yeah. he had done piece of shit things <laughs> and he was going to do piece of shit things. Like he was going to mm-hmm. continue. It's like, yeah, it was very good at showing like both sides. Like, yeah, I mean, what he's doing is technically not right, but I get it. I get why he's doing it. Yeah, I totally understand. Yeah. Um, I guess my nerdy confession, my nerdy confession uh, would be that I, I used to read like a ton of fan (laughs) fiction growing up, like just loved it. I would love like spicy fan fiction, especially when I was like in middle school and high school because I wasn't supposed to be reading (laughs) that. Um, And I still love fan art. Like I'll still be on Tumblr looking at fan art and I'm in a, (laughs) this is the nerdiest thing about me is I created a chat on Twitter 
uh, of my friends that like DBZ. And it's just <laughs> a bunch of grown adults, like comedians and writers and people that are in there. And we literally just share like memes and fan art and sneakers. And that's that's our entire it's called the Senzu bean. <laughs> Very cool. Because uh, I thought it would be a funny play on yeah. the coffee bean. Yeah. And uh, we all just hang out in there. We talk every single that's day awesome. in that chat. <laughs> I will say this about uh, fan art. Sometimes it's better than the art associated with the actual, you know, initial product, right? Like for for instance, I'm reading yeah. uh, the Wheel of Time right now by Robert Jordan, and the cover art on those books are terrible. It's it's the worst. It it looks like really low budget, old timey, and then you go into like you know on Tumblr or whatever, you just type in Wheel of Time, and you start seeing all this cool like sword and sorcery very you know uh realistic but also very fantastic art and it's it's like man why couldn't they get some of these people to you know draw the covers you got to remember like the (laughs) illustrator that they hired he didn't read the book he was like here you know this is what the story's about this is kind of what we need do it versus the fan art people like they've read it they've read it passionate they know the character they're like Mm -hmm. i know this stuff inside and out like i want to create this because i like i want to not because i got paid to do it but because i'm passionate about it yeah Yeah. i I can see that for sure but i i just think the guy who actually did the coverage just wasn't good at art i think he just cashed in a check (laughs) yeah probably it's like what is it 25 dollars all right let me do this um all right. Well, nerdy confessions out of the way, um, and I will say this uh, to to our uh, listeners: our nerd, our like New Year's resolution this year is to actually do more nerds with friends. So uh, be on the lookout for that. It might not start immediately, but we're going to try to get back to. Uh, I'm committing to committing. I'm committing to committing to thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're going to try to get back to uh, once a week, so we uh, there's no lulls in the content for you guys. So be on the lookout for that. All right, Danny, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, obviously, uh, me and Christian have uh, – we know a little bit about you, and then I have I did a Wikipedia dive today as well. But tell us kind of like what got you into you know the nerd world that, and some of these jobs that you're, you're doing now. You're, you're a podcast nerdificent. Nerdificent. I had to practice that several times today. But I, lo- yeah. I love that podcast. Oh, really? We never met – we never meant to make it difficult. I just wanted magnificent. It reads a lot better nerd. than um, I say it because I, I look at it and I'm like, yes, I get it. Well, no, we'll get. Oh, no, we'll get calls from like how stuff works marketing and they'll be like the nerdy efficient <laughs> podcast. <laughs> a lot. Some of my friends call it nerdy efficient, um, which is fine. And then Culture Kings, which is another podcast they have at how stuff works. They kept calling it nerdtastic. <laughs> for a while um we're really good friends with those guys yeah. though, so i think they were just trolling us um let's see i i fell into i guess being a nerd just from uh i don't know growing up i would say oh, tsunami really helped uh introduce me to anime i think it helped a lot of american kids be introduced Absolutely. to anime um and aside from just like you know fox kids and four kids and stuff had like pokemon um, but really stuff like Gundam yep. Wing and um, Cowboy Bebop and, you know, their block. Tenchi Muyo was my jam, aside yeah. from DBZ. Oh, oh um, Tenchi. But, yeah, so I fell into <laughs> – oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like yeah. his life being surrounded yeah. by hot He's women. like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, guys. Um, maybe we should uh, put our clothes back on. <laughs> 
he they were so hot i was very <laughs> yeah. confused growing up like they were just the <laughs> hottest women and i wanted to look like them um and uh so i fell into anime um that way also grew up playing a lot of the vintage you know video games uh sega genesis and uh n64 my brother's got an n64 uh and we just lived oh, yeah. on so it um, and in diddy so... kong racing of course Diddy Kong Racing is my favorite, yes, of course, but also oh, Turok, Turok? Uh, Dinosaur, Dinosaur Hunter, Hunter, which I love is that dope. One. Mm-hmm. With the bow and arrow, yeah, Golden Eye. Yep, yep. Yeah, we used to have um, crazy so, Golden Eye battles. Oh like, yeah, people would be friendships mad. were broken over Golden Eye. Couple sure. days, couple days. Yeah, I bet. Know. I still don't talk to a couple of those yeah. guys. <laughs> Odd job using guys, <laughs> but it's. It's funny to me that it's seen that that realm is seen as nerdy because to me it was yeah. pretty mainstream. I mean, I guess most of it would it was pretty mainstream and uh, and um, yeah, but I guess just I was so obsessed with DBZ in like an unhealthy way. I lived in like our like role playing chat rooms when I was thirteen. Probably was talking <laughs> to grown ass adults. <laughs> Um, I would pretend I was a Saiyan and would like have relationships with, with people in chats. And I just, I loved it so much. I don't know why it spoke to me on a, on, on a level that now I've found other individuals who also like are so obsessed with it that they, you know, have grown up and it's now a part of their profession in some way. Um, but really I fell into all of this. I wanted to... I've always wanted to be a writer and I was published in a magazine. I think when I was like 17 or 18, uh, I went to UT, uh, in Texas, uh, in Austin. Um, I was in their journalism program and I just wanted to write. And, um, I moved to LA to be a comedy writer and Funimation who owns DBZ, who does all the American dubbing, the English dubbing also for, everything like attack on Titan, one piece, um, a bunch of those, uh, they followed me. I used to write jokes. I still do. If you follow me on Twitter, just writing jokes constantly on there. And sometimes I would write DBZ ones. So they followed me. This is like in 2013. Uh, and I hit them up one day and was like, Hey, if you ever need a, um, Oh, do you need any help at comic con at San Diego comic con? Cause I'm free. And they were like, yeah, we could probably use another set of hands, uh, but you have to, like, have your own room or, like, whatever. And I was like, sure, because oh, nice. my family lives in San Diego. Um, I ended up – I think I stayed with them, but staying with my mom, I don't – stay with my mom is not great because even though I was in my 20s, it would still I – would, I would be out at Comic-Con parties. I would get a message at, like, 1 a.m., <laughs> like, are you coming home? Um, okay, well, I locked the door. I'm like, what? Now i got to yeah. find where I'm going to sleep. Um Literally, that happened to me. I slept on people's floors many yeah. times at Comic Con. Um, there were times when I didn't have a hotel room, and I would like keep my clothes in my car. And or I learned this trick where I would tell the Marriott that I had a room there, and they would hold my <laughs> luggage. I've done all the things. Um, so I definitely hustled. If he has as well, my co-host, we've hustled out here. I think to to get to where we are. Um, but essentially, I hit up Funimation and I asked them if they needed any help. And they said, yeah. And so I helped them at their booth at at Comic-Con in exchange for a badge. And then they gave me a mic 
and a camera guy. And I went around on the floor and just interviewed uh, people in cosplay, like asking them how they made their cosplay and, and stuff like that. And that was my first so cool. ever hosting gig <laughs> was from them. And now I've hosted with them a ton. Like I've hosted their like world premiere and I've hosted with them at anime expo and, and, um, gone on to host for a bunch of channels and stuff. But that was technically my first ever was literally just hitting them up and being like, yeah, you guys need extra help. Right. Because it's packed down there. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that's all it takes. So, yeah, yeah. You know, you just gotta, you just gotta knock on the right doors. Yeah, yeah. Just I'll, I'll share an uh, experience for a convention. I, me and my friends used to go to uh, – we still go to Fanime, which is in San Jose. and um, But we used to go to Anime mm-hmm. Expo every year too. And, I mean, one time we went down there and our and our friend – I think it might have been Brian, you know, our friend our it former – It probably was Brian. Our former Depending on co-host. where the story goes, yeah. it was probably Oh, yeah. Brian. It sounds like Brian. Uh, and so we get down there and we're like – Okay, we're gonna go to Anime Expo. We like scrounge our money together. We're like, we got a hotel room. We're like, okay, cool. They're like, we can only afford a hotel room for like, I think it was like Friday and or no Friday and Saturday night. But we got down there like Wednesday or Thursday, and so we totally did the thing where we had the clothes in the car and we're all like sleeping in a Volvo. Yeah, and I mean. And it's in LA in the <laughs> yeah. summertime. It's it was miserable. That's when you join a YMCA. Mm-hmm. Shower there. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yes. Uh, yeah. No I mean, joke. we definitely we went to yeah. the like the hotel gym and stuff, and you know we kind of got like water bottles and towels there. Like oh, sweated so much. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember vividly. I remember sitting in the air conditioner waiting to check into our hotel room on like you know on day two of no sleep or no you know no place to live basically. And we're sitting there like the room's not ready because it's like, you know, noon and it's check-ins at two or three. And we're sitting in the air conditioning. It's so cool. And we're all just like falling asleep on each other, just like leaning up against each other, sitting on these benches in the hotel room. And it was amazing. And then we went to (laughs) Anime Expo for like four days. You all remember that. Yeah. For I've done that, too. I've done that. um, Like there were like four of us in a hotel room where I was like sleeping on the floor. Um so many stories like that Uh, it's great but it's it's also nice to be an adult now and just have our own hotel rooms i think (laughs) i think we can all agree to that yeah there you go so uh agreed i wanted to say congratulations for being in a disney movie that's very very exciting so wreck it ralph (laughs) uh breaks the internet right yeah, yeah, Ralph. So, what's Ralph internet. really like? Yep. Yeah, exactly. What's he like? He, a person? Is he actually a super saint? Uh, <laughs> uh, he, um, I know he he does look like a super saint. He like when I see Broly, I'm like, this is Ralph. Yeah, exactly. Anime form. Um, he's just so jacked. Ralph is so jacked. I also forgot that Ralph um, it, yeah. never wears shoes. Well, that is true, huh? <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. No, but it is weird. Like watching them, you know, in the animate him and also just like he, he's always barefoot it's just so i'm like oh my gosh what if he steps he's, on a shard of glass he's always like, at construction is- <laughs> sites i mean there's got to be nails and things on the ground you know there you go um yeah uh john c Riley. i i um hosted a press conference their global press conference um before the film came out uh because when i did my role it was just me and rich and phil who are the directors uh, there, but um, at the press conference, it was the whole cast, and uh, he's 
great. He's so funny. I forgot. I made a, a comment about how Ralph, you know, who's a vintage yeah. video game character, is now in the internet with all these newer things. And uh, John C. Riley was like, well, I'm a vintage, yeah. you know, video game. <laughs> like he was saying, like, I'm a vintage <laughs> actor, um, you know, with all these youngins. Um, so... He's great. Jack McBrayer, I think, is just the most wonderful. He seems thing like he's actually that sweet in person. Like he's really that nice. Oh, uh, he's so uh, contagious. He's so like contagiously uh, great, um, and I loved getting to to be around him. He's great, and um, thankful to Disney. It's weird because you know it's nominated for awards. Uh, it was nominated for a Golden Globe, and. Um, it's weird that I play myself in a movie that's nominated for that's a Golden cool. Globe, like stuff like that. It's just so, yeah. I'm like, I hope I can top this somehow. <laughs> I hope this is the peak of my career. Well, um, but no, I have more stuff lined up, but I just, uh, yeah, I think they're great. And I was really happy to join That's so awesome. Family. Yeah. I, I love when the, I remember when the first movie came out, I mean, it was so cool to see like all of your favorite characters just like walking, one place, yeah. walking by in the background and stuff. And then uh, I think Ready Player One did a really good job of that, also. Where you know now we're we're in the place in the movie world where we can make a movie that we have everything we need to make it awesome, and we don't worry about it so much. Like you know, like you can put The Shining in it into Ready Player One because it's awesome. You know, we don't have to worry about like, oh, yeah. who has the rights to this? Who has the rights? And I'm sure they go through that. But I like that we're in a place creatively where things like that are allowed to come about. You know, I think that's a pretty cool. Yeah, well, it's interesting because Phil, um, who is one of the directors, Phil Johnston, he said that they like because when Ralph goes into the Internet, you see like Facebook and eBay and like all these um snapchat and stuff when he's in there and they were like oh did you have to contact them and he was like actually yeah. no <laughs> if you're just showing it you don't have to it's the same as if they drove by it in a That's in a live action film you don't actually have to contact them to show it it is if you are um you know if you're using their characters in some way so um we had roger craig smith on who plays sonic and he played sonic in the first wreck it ralph and in the second and he plays sonic in the video games in sonic boom and um it was interesting because they used so for ralph they used the voice actors that were already That's at so those cool. companies like you know so um Kyle A. Bear, who's the voice of adult Gohan in Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Super and Z, he's the voice of Ryu in Street Fighter. And so he was also. I did not know that. That's interesting. Oh, yeah, I didn't Um, know that either. That's really cool. Yeah, so it was important to them to use the same voice actors that, you know, are at these, at PlayStation and at these other. Yeah, um, I think that makes it, it it makes it so So. much more authentic. You know, it's, it's like. That is actually Sonic. Yeah. That is Ryu. That is you know all these characters in the background. Um, it it just it, it's little touches like that that make it even better. I think for sure. Um, now yeah. uh, we we talked a little bit about Dragon Ball, and I'd like to delve a little bit deeper there because I'm a huge Dragon Ball Z fan as well. Um, and then I was a, a Toonami kid as well. Uh, every 
day after school, I would go over to my friend's house, the Washingtons. Uh, shout out to the Washingtons. They were, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> they gave me rides home from school. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, the, they were a uh, Japanese family. And so they we had watched Dragon Ball with subtitles from like when we were like, I don't know, fifth grade or something like that. And um, and then it started showing up on Toonami, and we're like, oh, shit. We're actually going to be able to watch it, like, on regular TV instead of these, like, CDs that we had to, like, use a weird DVD player to play on. And um, yeah, yeah. and I just remember, like, every week we would gather around and just watch, like, the next episode and the next episode. But I want to know your opinion on when they went back to the beginning. When that first episode you know, rolled back again and we saw like, you know, Goku and Raditz again, you know, starting it all over again. Like, mm-hmm. do, do you remember having to go back and rewatch every single thing over again? And then it's like two more months until you get more Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. I, that might also be why so many of us, uh, got so attached to it is that it wasn't just like a one and done yeah. thing. It wasn't just like, Oh, you saw one episode and then it moved on. I think honestly, um, by forcing it to go back, which they did obviously because right. they didn't have the dubbing done yet. Um, I think it made people it's like forced <laughs> repetition. It more. Maybe it just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of like when you like a movie and you just keep rewatching it. I did that a ton when I was every, little. I feel like every um, kid did. My brothers and yeah. I very, yeah, yeah, yeah. My brothers and I very weirdly were obsessed with the mask. <laughs> um, That's a good one. We would just watch it. I could probably line for line, like recite everything that Stanley Ipkiss says in that movie. Um, and, and so I felt that way kind of about Dragon Ball Z that it, it did that. It might've forced you to, but that might be why people were so obsessed with it and grew to love it is because they knew it in such a, a an intimate fashion of having to rewatch it. But I do actually love those original first episodes i think that that's such peak goku he's so innocent um he the scene where he's rescuing gohan um you know uh where he takes a special beam uh, cannon right to the chest oh man that too yeah um and yeah there's something really sweet and innocent about those first couple of episodes before they really realize you know galactically what they're going to be dealing with the rest of their lives um, you know, it was before he really knew about Saiyans. So, um, I really do love those. And I think in the new movie, in the Broly movie, which I won't give any spoilers about, but they do show some of that animation. And I think that that's, they kind of went back to their original animation yeah. style and for some of the scenes. And I really enjoyed that it was so nostalgic to see goku like see, that. i had a hard so. transition with dbz because i started watching it in mexico oh my, my family would send me the summers to mexico mm-hmm. so like the i got so used to a certain voice yeah and like because yeah. yeah i started at uh dragon ball z and then went back to dragon ball and like they definitely and like they gave them more i don't want to say that they're not masculine here but they were definitely very manly voices that they'd given him, and then when I came here and I heard, I was like, "Oh, I don't, I mean, I'm used to a little bit deeper Goku yeah. and Vegeta." And then I heard the Japanese mm-hmm. one. I was like, yeah. "Wait, whoa! Why does he sound so why is, high pitched? Why does like, he sound like a lady?" Yeah, I was like, "What? What? <laughs> that? No! Like, what's going on? Like, 
Yeah. See, I did the opposite. I started on the Japanese watching, you know, subtitled ones and uh, worked my way. I never watched the, uh, the no. Spanish ones. So I'll, I'll so. introduce to it. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so how about you, Dan? Did you ever watch – did you go back and watch Dragon Ball later or um, – and then also Dragon Ball GT, which not a lot of people talk about? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, I did. I watched both. Um, yeah, so I started with Z. And then I think I watched GT and Dragon Ball kind of around the same time. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Dragon Ball is really interesting because it actually has a lot more adult yeah, humor. It has absolutely. more humor in general. Um, it has more adult humor for it being right. about a, a kid. And um, I do love the fact that Toriyama has always, even from the start, even back when he was just doing manga Humor has always been his driving point. It's been the most important thing to him. And sometimes we'll get at our podcast, sometimes we'll get people hitting us up like, I don't understand why this happened. Like, th- like why did this happen in the show? I'm like, it was literally just. Yeah, it's like, because the shit's funny. That's why. <laughs> um, it doesn't make. Yeah, because to him it was funny. And um, it, same with making Goku dumb. Like, oh, Goku so dumb. is dumb. He's naive. He's stupid. He's your dumb little brother. And people kind of get mad when I say that, but I'm like, he is. He, he is just your happens dumb to be really brother. good at kicking ass. Um, but he yeah. is a big brother. Well, the, the thing about your dumb little brother is you're allowed to make fun of your dumb little brother, but other people can't. So that's how I view Goku. It's like Dragon Ball fans, you know, it's okay yeah. for us to make fun of him. And that's why I think it's weird when people get mad at me. I'm like, he's tattooed on my body. <laughs> I have Goku tattooed on my body. I'm allowed to make fun of the man. But also his creator makes fun of him. His creator makes him the comic relief. He is the dumb butt of a lot of jokes. Um, and, uh, and and it's great. It, it, he works out that way. You know, we don't lose respect for him necessarily. He makes up for it by being a private yeah. fighter. But he is not the smartest individual. He's the dumbest person in their in their league. Yeah, exactly. Like, out of all the Z fighters. Um, but that's but that's okay. You know, so he, he provides comedic relief. Krillin provides comedic relief. Vegeta being strong. But also super but, jealous. Um, small, <laughs> you know, short, super jealous. Like, there's so many things about him that they do in that show for it to be funny. And I think when people take it too seriously, um, I'm very happy that people yeah. are passionate about this show. But I, I don't think that Akira Toriyama intends, you know, necessarily... For people to take it in a way where they can't laugh about it, you should be able to laugh about the right. things that you love. Yeah, really. Like if you can't make fun of it, <laughs> exactly. who can make fun of it? I, I totally yeah. agree. I think a lot of people so, remember Dragon Ball Z for the you know the epic battles against Frieza or the Ginyu Force or you know against Cell and then the androids and such. Where that's like the serious part of it. But like, what about all the times where like. You know, Goku's trapped in the hyperbolic time chamber and they eat eat through all the food in like right. the first like day and a half or something <laughs> like that. Or like in I think in Dragon Ball Super especially, they've really kind of gotten back to the comedic roots of who Goku is and yeah. you know, the original vision of him where he's like super ridiculous and just like you know, back to his Kid style. I liked you know. Kid Goku when he didn't understand human interaction or like, oh, like didn't <laughs> yeah. understand like different anatomy. Like, hey, well, you know, I got a tail. How come no one else got a tail? Yeah, like exactly. That? And I think I think yeah. the 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 yeah, height yeah. of Vegeta's comedy is that he married Bulma. <laughs> what? I mean, because she is so you know she is yeah. the polar opposite of him. Opposites attract. Yeah, and I just I love that. 
I love them as a couple. It's the best. Oh, I, yeah, I actually think they're very similar. They're very, um, <laughs> that's <heavy>. true. <laughs> they're very, um, intelligent. They're, they both have a huge attitude. Um, they're both sexy. Like, I think that they're Oh, when you put it similar. that way, it, 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 they do um, sound more similar than I originally think. <laughs> they, yeah, they butt heads with a lot of people. Um, and I think that's funny is that they kind of hate each other. Um, but I don't know if there's anyone else that's quite like them. I think that's probably The makeup sex is probably yeah. incredible. I'm, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah, um, but um, what, do you th- what are your opinions of uh, Dragon Ball Super so far? I mean, um, I'm a little behind on it, but I've seen a lot of it. And I, I think for the most part, I- I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I've seen all of it. Um, I love it. I think that it. I'm really glad that it's back and um, hope it continues in some fashion. Um, I love the trunks in my saga because I'm a hopeless <laughs> romantic. So I love their tension. I loved that about um, Vegeta and Bulma back before they had officially hooked up. They had a lot of tension between them. And... Um, I love Future Trunks. I think he's great. Um, Eric Vale, who's the voice actor for him, uh, the English voice actor, he always gets on me because I have a Goku and Vegeta oh, yeah. tattoo, but not Trunks. Um, Trunks is so great. It's so funny. I had a girlfriend in middle school, and it was like I picked Vegeta, she picked Trunks. The whole <laughs> bedroom was Trunks. Um, and uh, I don't know. I I love Trunks. Is the thing about Trunks though is that his storyline is so tragic it really is because here's a boy who he's the only hero in his world everyone has died everyone that's like him has died he goes to the past and he kind of sees other people that are you know he's finally has a mirror where he's able Mm -hmm. to see other saiyans and they defeat cell he goes back to his timeline he defeats cell and then when we catch up with him we're like Oh, wait, your life is yeah. so shitty. <laughs> what happened? It's like, oh, no, you're still living in, like, poverty with broken buildings everywhere. And, like, you are you guys live in fear. Everything we would thought, be cool yeah. now. It's like the Terminator time. Well, it's like the Terminator timeline to me. It's like, oh, I thought this was going to be good. You're saying it doesn't. It's yeah. still not good? Judgment okay. Day just gets moved back. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, and it's just like. Oh, I'm sorry. We thought we were sending you back to paradise, and it turns out you've just been living in hell. While the rest of them, if you think about it, um, it's been a, a right. time of peace for them. Exactly. So, at least they had like seven years of peace, or whatever they said at the end of uh, Z. Yeah, but, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's pretty interesting to think about that. You know, I you almost forget about characters like Future Trunk, and I'm glad that Super is bringing them back. And being like, wait, there's still more story here. Um, but I, I always really okay. liked Trunks. I thought it was cool, especially when him and Vegeta did like the uh, the yoked out Super Saiyan. It was like not Super Saiyan 2. Oh, it was like yeah. Super Saiyan Ultimate or whatever they called it. Um, where they're just like super big and bulky but slow. Um, I loved all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like a lot of people don't remember that part where he had the super long hair and like the pulled back ponytail. So, so awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, I mean, obviously you love Dragon Ball Z. I I mean, who doesn't, what are some of the other, uh, main, you know, 
facets of nerd culture that you enjoy. You know, are you a big Star Wars fan? I've, I've seen some of that on certain interviews and stuff with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love Star Wars. I mean, I don't know how you couldn't. It's such a pivotal uh, Yeah, there are weird people out there. Some people don't. uh, (laughs) I know one. (laughs) Well, I mean, I I think that they just don't like it just to not like it. It was like when Harry Potter got big and I was like, (laughs) no, I'm not going to be into it. And it was like, that's really dumb. Now that I look back, I'm like, that's so dumb to just just because other people enjoy it so much. It means that that it connects to them on some way. And you've made a piece of art. It's so hard to make art, but to make art that, like, millions of people connect over. Um, I love I love the women in Star Wars. I mean, I love the men in Star Wars, but I love the women in Star Wars because they're just so... Like, General Leia, like, her just, like, not so giving good. a shit. <laughs> is how I, I you know, what... I, and I love also, too, kind of that, like... I mean, at least I've seen commentary about it that you have someone, you know, we typically have this swaggered, like, pilot, the cocky pilot. We have that with Han Solo. We have that mm-hmm. with uh, Poe Dameron. And uh, essentially, Poe costs them. Yeah, he like, screws he, everything up. It, it, I, he's, yeah, he's not a, he's not, I wouldn't classify him necessarily as a villain. I guess it would depend on who, how you look at it. I guess that's true. According to the First Order, he might be. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a flawed uh, villain. He's, I mean, not villain, but he's a flawed character who, who his attitude, he's he's unable to listen to uh, this woman in power. Who obviously knows better. Um, and so that, yeah, who obviously knows better, and they showed that. I thought that was really interesting. Um, I do like it that um, the new show Star Wars Resistance um, that I got to see some of, it's out now, but I got to see a little bit of it early, and I uh, interviewed Mirna Velasco, who she plays a cocky or cocky esque, I would say, um, young fighter pilot, um, and that's really cool because typically we've only seen men in those roles, and she plays uh, kind of like the alpha uh, in Star Wars Resistance. So it's pretty cool that she that we have that now. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I love I love Star Wars. I love. Um, I'm excited to see what they'll do with it. Um, I'm glad that I'm not necessarily in the community of fans who, like, I I yeah. get to enjoy it. I don't, you know, write <laughs> oh, death threats. That would be our friend Seamus. Yeah, um, that's that's true. <laughs> who's listening? We have he, a he, used to, he used to be on the show, but unfortunately, he had to move. He, he's very upset about. Uh, even episode seven, which I think was universally pretty well received, we tried talking to him about. It. I was like, yeah, hey, he got you know, listen to visibly reason. upset. <laughs> like, I think I think that's um, the thing about that is it's not true. His. Like, I don't he. I don't. No, I'm, I, I hope Seamus. I actually hope he's listening. Like, it's not Dragon Ball. Right. isn't mine. It's not mine. I'm sorry. Like the people who get it handed to them that get to work on it they're going to make what they think they're going to take a risk and my biggest issue with fans is that they complain no matter what if you don't take risks and you give them something that they already mapped out on reddit two years ago and they're like see i told you i told you (laughs) so predictable they're going to be mad 
if you give them none of that, if you give them all the risks and you give them all the surprises, they're going to be pissed off too. So I think, and now that I know, because I work in television and I work on, you know, uh, properties and, and, and this, it's for me, I see the other end of it is like, you're right. not going to be able to please everyone. Um, and they're going to be mad no matter what, if they want to be mad. And that's why I like, now that I am a creator, I can be like, Oh, I just want to make a thing. I want to take a risk. Make something that like, you want to see, you know? Same thing that happens. Yeah. And you know what? If you want to see it, work your ass off to the point that you get handed. Yeah, a exactly. Dropping knowledge. I'm sorry, Listen up, like, guys. You know, like, I'm sorry, but you, and it's not like, oh, I'm going to uh, make my own Star Wars. No, if you have millions of dollars. Yeah, make, make something new. Property, yeah. <laughs> please. Um, like, don't regurgitate someone else's IP. Um, make your own. If you're that talented, you should be able to make your own property. Um, like, I wouldn't go and one, you can't yeah, get super like, sued. Illegal, but I wouldn't go and like, I'm, I'm not going to make. I don't know. I feel like Disney film. has a track record of being cool with that one. stuff. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> well, well, the th- the thing is, is that. Um, what I would do at this point, because I've worked hard enough to get to this point where I am invited into rooms and can pitch things, is I would be like, hey, this is my idea. But I'm not going to be some a-hole online who hasn't yeah. worked for any of it to just be like, hey, they should have given it to me. Okay, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, man online um, who has done none of the work and, you know, to get to that point. Um I'm sure this that's is okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't care. I, don't really <laughs> care. I love it. I love that it's going to piss. I, I can't wait till you post this so I can tag yeah. Seamus and be like, Hey, Seamus. <laughs> listen up. Well, no, and, and to, I don't know this He's man, actually a lovely fellow. To his, his credit, it, it, cl- it clearly is something yeah. that is very important to him. And my favorite thing is that when people are like, well, you ruined my childhood. It's not right. possible. Okay, you had your childhood. You had the films you grew up with. You can go back and watch them. This is what I say to people that love The Dark Knight. Awesome. It exists perfectly forever for you perfectly. It just is there. It will always exist. No one can ever take it away from you. Um, What they can do is they can try and take risks to play a different type of Joker. I don't want to see Heath Ledger's Joker ever again. Heath Ledger did that Joker so perfectly. I don't need you to try and do it and fail. Um, what you can do is take risks and be a different joke. Right. It might not work out. It might not work out, but I don't want you to do it. Right, because you're not going to do it as good as him. Like, and that's okay, because you're not going to do it justice, because he did it in his own way. And so that's what I'm really finding that fans cannot be happy, is like, I don't need another Han Solo we already have Harrison Ford. He's so we're right. going to get a different solo. We're going to get someone else's take on solo, but you're never going to have that same exact thing. Nor do I think we want yeah. it personally. Um, I think a p- part of part of his so that no, that rant. is yeah. a fantastic rant. Yeah, that was awesome. That's an excellent rant. Fucking wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, I, and I think you're right. You know, I think that especially for a movie like Solo, which I think. Is you know got pretty panned by a lot of a lot of critics. And Star I stand Wars by fans, what I said multiple which, times. The, the which the I think chase scenes cinematically it was, great. It was beautiful. And and I think when tackling like a character like that or Star Wars in general, it's that's so ingrained in our ch- childhoods, our you know pop culture in general. It's you can't possibly do the movie that every single person wants. There's no. 
There's no way. Yeah. And yeah. the best, I think you put it the best is that the best you can do is go out there, take some risks, and try to make the movie that you'd want to see. You know, whether it, it's going to please everybody or not. I mean, I, I I would love, you know, I always point out to people that if people didn't go out there and take risks, we wouldn't have Rogue One, which was excellent. We wouldn't have A New Hope. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> For that matter, we wouldn't have... You wouldn't have. Yeah. You wouldn't have. Logan, oh God, which so was good. Very different than that still other hurts X-Men. my heart. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God, I haven't rewatched yeah. it. It's too sad. I'm sure. You know what's crazy though? There are people out there who don't like it, and that's okay. But the thing is, though, is that I'm yes. glad that it exists. Like, I'm glad that there was. Again, if you if people didn't take risks, you wouldn't have Heath Ledger's Correct. Joker that so many people are obsessed with. Like, you wouldn't. That was a huge risk. That wasn't like Jack Nicholson's true. Joker. It wasn't. You know, like all of these, all of these characters are just people taking risks, essentially. And sometimes it pays off, and sometimes it doesn't. And you can have a bad film. I'm not saying that you can't have a bad film. I'm saying no point ever, ever does a bad <laughs> fictional film or a nonfiction, but a bad fictional film justify sending death oh, yeah, to anyone ever. Um, or ab- the amount of abuse that I've seen Star Wars um, creators and actors take from that community is horrific. I think at times I'm like, well, then you don't deserve and just cut yeah. all the films from that. Especially, especially <laughs> actors and actresses. I mean, like, come on. I mean, first of all, they're like they're living the dream first of all because they're in Star Wars, and you know to taint that yeah. for anybody is shame on you. You know, it's un-American. It's it's just it's un like I don't. Know, it's not even American. It's just like unearthly, and it's uh. But also, it's like they're right. They're doing the character that was written for them. So like, why make this so personal? You know, and if you don't like it, that's fine. You know, sign up for Rotten Tomatoes and give it a six percent. <laughs> But, you know, th- that's your outlet, you, you know, like, but, uh, can, man, yeah, the personal attacks I can never get behind. I don't know. I just can't imagine. Yeah, I I don't know. For me, I'm always like, <laughs> I have real problems. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't, like, I, you know, as a Dragon Ball fan, I don't like Dragon Ball Evolution. It is not I saw that movie in, in theaters. It was not, terrible. <laughs> I am not going to write. Well, and the thing about it. They took a risk. That, you know. <laughs> Well, aside from that, they took a risk by hiring someone yeah. that I'd never seen it before. Um, and that happens. Um, and I don't blame the screenwriter who took it. Yeah. Who, you know, he just I'm blanking out. That's a live action one. Does. Yeah, that's a live here. action one. Where Goku is a white yeah, guy. Yeah, live action. Yeah. Um, they, I think it's okay to be like, um, <laughs> this This isn't a, yeah, they, they hired someone who, who had never seen the yeah. franchise before which is very different than what happened with star wars um but even then i think you can be like cool cool so we're not yeah. gonna do that <laughs> um what i was gonna say though is in no way even though i have these characters tattooed on me would i ever write the screenwriter anything yeah. abusive um you know i just also that they got I, yamcha right uh, yamcha was really cool in that movie <laughs> Oh yeah, he was like a wolf. Yeah, he went back to yeah, like wolf fang fist. fist. I yeah. will say if they're gonna... Chow and Fat, I also enjoyed, even though they should have made him bald. If they're going to do a live action, I would like to see the Wachowskis do it. Oh, that would be so good. 
Wachowskis need to do something new. Like, I feel like the, uh, what was the last one? The Ooh, Netflix uh, one just kind of fizzled out. Oh, was it Sense8? No. Yeah, Sense8. Was it, was it them? I think that was them, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, enough about the Wachowskis. Take risks. I think um, that's how we have uh, oh, so Spider-Verse, good. you know? That's a studio that allowed them, which you don't see, really. They really allowed them to play around with all different types of animation, to really take risks when it came to um, the portrayal of these characters and oh the characters God. that they had. It was in amazing. It, it, was, it was amazing. And, and that's like a two-podcast uh, yeah. like two episode. But I do want to say... We've mentioned, well, we've mentioned Spider-Man the past like six podcasts for some reason. Which it keeps coming up. Because I fucking love Spider-Man. But I do want to say when the character Miles Morales came out, there were so... Like when he first came out of the comic, there were so much fucking haters Ugh. about it. Yeah, I know. So much. Yeah. So much. People were sending in threats. People were getting mad about it. And I want to say to everyone who was doing that, fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you hard. Because that movie killed it, and I'm so fucking glad that it did. Fuck all those people. Was there backlash when the movie was coming out? No. No, no. When the the character. When the character. Because this movie was great. Anytime anything changes, people can't handle change. I think it's so scary and weird. I cannot imagine being a person that can't handle change because life Ugh, is just be constantly yeah. scary. Life's scary enough without fearing you, change, you know? Yeah, and that's why when that movie did so well, I was like, thank you. Ugh, thank you that it so did good. amazing. And yeah, fuck everyone will, who like hated that character when he came out. Yeah. Most likely it will um, get an As it should, because it was amazing. And... Um, yeah, and you know, I think a lot of what Iffy and I deal with when we talk about these subjects is a lot of them were like, you're just trying to be diverse. One, yeah. that's not a bad thing. <laughs> Two, a lot of these comics were written in a time when people of color weren't allowed in comics and weren't allowed to write comics. And so um, when you look back at their history of starting in the 50s and the oh, 60s, yeah. um, and so we're catching up now. So some would so, say a way too like, late, you know, it's <laughs> very late, but we're, but like, um, if your excuse is like, it needs to remain pure and it can't be, which by the way, like Miles Morales exists completely separate from He's not a black spider. Right. He's, Miles he's a different Morales. Spider-Man. He's not black Peter Parker. He's completely so different. It's from not Peter, even in Peter the same Parker. universe. He's, he's Peter Parker Ultimate. with flavor with, you know, he likes uh, flavor and spices, you yeah. know, so. <laughs> But, like, he has a completely different, like, he's just completely he has different, different powers than even. Peter Parker. He has and electricity so, powers. Yeah. And so, um, so anyways, but it frustrates me when people are like, it has to be pure and stay this way. I'm like, so you just want to live in the past, essentially, and you were okay with the fact that there were very little to no people of color um, and women in these comics. And, um, and uh, no, we're going to change that. We're going to make it more reflective of the world today. Um, and that is a cool thing that I thought, if we are talking about Star Trek, um, X-Men, I feel like that was a good yeah. social commentary, you know, that it was more reflective. These are fictional <laughs> worlds. I try to remind people. These are fictional worlds. There's no reason why there shouldn't be people of yeah, color exactly. in them. <laughs> you know, like when people make, people will do that about medieval People do that about Game of Thrones. Um, and it was like, well, you know, it, uh, people of color like weren't around during that time. I'm yeah, like, what yeah. Time the point point out Westeros on the map not? for me. Tell me where that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just, <laughs> they didn't exist. Um, and now, of course, we've seen 
more people of color on the show. But like, it's just interesting to me the excuses that people right. uh, will come up with to not include us. Um, and I think we're done with it. And I think we're showing that you know when you give us the opportunity, we can um, really crush, and that people can relate to these stories. It's not just. Um, oh, I'm going to see a Latino or I'm going, you know, whatever it's, oh, I'm going to see someone that has a relatable story. Um, because I think that's what we saw with black Panther. It's like, you see this brother and sister dynamic where she's making fun of him and his shoes and that stuff that I do with my brother. And it's like, oh no, this is just universally relatable. Um, and so that's what I like about that. They're able to show, um, with a lot of these. Plus they showed Oakland, which I thought was amazing. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I think I think the the coolest part about, you know, Into the Spider-Verse is that this was not one of, you know, I think someone at Sony is finally like listening to the fans, (laughs) which is great because for so long it was like, let us have Spider-Man back in the, you know, MCU. Let us have Spider-Man with the Avengers. And first that happened and we're like, what the fuck? Spider-Man's in Civil War? That's so awesome. And then he's in the Avengers. And then now this comes out and it's like it's it's on its own. It's an animated feature, but it's it's at the same quality as a live action. Oh yeah. I I actually think it's probably my favorite Spider-Man movie, period. Which is amazing. They and, handled yeah. my big fear of Spider Ham. Spider Ham like, was I, so good. I was like, oh, if there's <laughs> anything that's gonna make this a little bad with Spider Ham, but it was actually done very well. Oh, it's the fine. after credits scene with um with 2099 and and the meme yeah that was pretty funny oh so good so good yeah i i just hope that paves the way for you know even more movies like that and like i think you know honestly i i'm i don't read a lot of spider-man so i never i knew miles morales had come out one thing i didn't know which i learned from playing the video game is that his name is actually miles davis isn't that weird well uh, well because because well i mean i think that's what he did in the game no, 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 no. That's like literally his name. Cause, so his his dad is Officer Davis. I forget his first name. Oh, no. No, I don't. I didn't forget his first name. His first name is Jefferson. Jefferson Davis is his dad, who was also the, the president of the Confederate States of America. I think that's a weird choice. But then, and then his mom, I forget her first name, but her last name is Morales. Her, her maiden name is Morales. But he goes by Morales to, you know, more relate to his mom. I read that on oh, on his wiki page. But his name is really Miles Davis, which is also funny. You know, I'm just like, wow. <laughs> I thought I was the one like conspiracy theories. You're like making connections. Yeah, it's obviously the Illuminati <laughs> came up with all of it, but that's that's a different episode. Um, well, thank you so much for you know c- taking the time to you know come and do our tiny little podcast and talk to us about nerdy things. We really really appreciate it. Um, why don't Why don't you tell the listeners like? where they can find you, what you got coming up. Um, what's, what's next for, uh, Danny Fernandez. Yeah, sure. Um, so I have a podcast called Nerdificent. It's excellent. Um, that's also how stuff works. It, uh, drops. Oh, thank you. It drops on Tuesdays. Um, I wrote in a book called the good immigrant that is coming out February 19th. Um, it's a collection of essays from actors and writers of color um there's actually a uk edition that's already out that came out like a year or so ago that riz ahmed wrote in uh very famously he his uh essay i think is called airports and audition rooms (laughs) um but the editors asked if i could i imagine that could be uh, dicey both of those (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, and so uh, they asked me to write an American edition. So I have a very personal essay about my family uh, in my life here and my experience in Hollywood. Um, and that comes out in February. Uh, and then I have a show with uh, Open Mike Eagle, who's awesome. Uh, he actually has a new show coming out called New Negroes on Comedy Central. Uh, but we shot a show that I believe is dropping in March. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, yeah, be kind to each other, <laughs> y'all. Like it's, <laughs> it's we're dealing with yeah. fiction here as much as we all love it, and it's you know been a huge part of our lives and tattooed on us. Like it's not worth harming a human being over. So if you do at me, um, please be kind. You can <laughs> politely disagree with me, but if you're awful, I have too many people that write me, and I just will yeah. mute you. Well, also too, <laughs> like I'll say this, you know, not just for this specific episode, but just in general, I mean, fandom is a thing, you know, where we come together over the love of something, whether it's star Wars or star Trek or the original, yeah. you know, the original trilogy or the prequel trilogy. No one likes the prequel trilogy. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, what was our do. one friend? You yeah. know what? Can I just say, I think I don't, I think it's okay if people like, now that I've seen, now that I'm an adult and I see how horrifying yeah. the world is and awful, um, now when people are like, oh, I really liked that movie. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm Good glad you liked you. it. I'm glad that you're able to find. No, but I'm really sometimes I'm like, I'm glad you're able to yeah. find some happiness in the awfulness. Yeah, that it's is true. Mine. I think we need fiction more than any <laughs> you know, you, than we've ever needed it before. You know? Yeah. But I'm like, I'm trying to think of something I don't really like, and I can't think of it. But I'm like, if someone liked country you know, music, is one I, for me. I didn't know that people did you know? like. Enjoy you know, country music. You, you know, I get but it. Like, pe- you know, enjoy it. I'm glad that you found some type of uh, release <laughs> from <laughs> from the daily news. <laughs> so you know, yeah, I t- I totally yeah. agree. Well, thank you so much again for taking the time out of your day to. Uh, come on our show and uh, we'd love to have you back on again. Anytime you got some free time. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me. No thanks problem. We, we love a good rant over here. That's, that's our favorite. That's normally it's just me <laughs> ranting to Christian about something. It's nice to have a third person. In and then here. I'll crack Perfect. a joke about what you ranted about. But that's you know. true. And you'd be wrong, but it's fine. <laughs> but uh, thank you again. Appreciate it so much. And then thank you, Christian thank for you. Uh, always uh, sticking by me. I appreciate love it. Love being here. Yeah. Well, I'm indifferent about you by now. That's okay. (laughs) I accept it. But uh, to all the nerds out there, remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you and good night.